Hey everyone, and welcome back to Talking in Stations. I'm your host, Rain, and I'm joined by Artemis. As you see, their character on screen. I was gonna say just the character on screen. So Artemis is our engineer. So running everything you see in the background and making sure the stream works and putting it up on the on YouTube and podcast after the fact. And then we have a very special guest. You see their name on screen, Mark Resurrectus. Mark, if you want to introduce yourself. Hello, friends. My name is Mark Resurrectus. I'm a wormholer, by the way. I'm the CEO of the Holy Roman Empire. It's a corp out here in JSpace. I'm also the executor of the Turbo Feeder Glory Alliance. And as of Thursday night, I'm also a member of the CSM. So that's pretty cool. Here we go. So congrats, Mark. I know we were talking about this just before the show of how, how difficult it seems to be to rally the wormhole, quote unquote, block <laughs> yeah. to behind a candidate to get someone on the CSM, but you've done it. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. I was pretty stoked about the, our turnout, too. I think I had something like 1,400 first round votes, which is kind of nuts. You know, our our block has never been what I would call cooperative in the past. Well, I, I shouldn't say never been. We've we've gotten wormholers on before, but under different circumstances. But this year we we had a great showing. We had a lot of support from a lot of different groups. Yeah, you know, people were people came out and were, you know, kind of on board with our whole our messaging. The the big thing was, you know, getting votes to carry from some other candidates. You know, we had a lot of support from a lot of other non-block candidates, and we got a lot of support from block candidates, too. I mean, we, you know, I had a lot of good conversations over the last couple of weeks with, you know, a couple of folks and in, in some of the bigger groups. I mean, we were fourth on Volta, fifth on Horde, seventh on Init, you know, and a couple others that were that were pretty pretty big for us. So being able to catch some of those votes in the later rounds was a huge deal. We were we were we were pretty excited to to end up where we were. It was it got a little close at the end. And you know, I may have I may have you know said some things there in 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 a near near panic that I would probably regret later, but no, we we're stoked. Things turned out, you know, the way we wanted them to. We're we're happy to be. I like I told somebody the other day. I think you know I said it just a few minutes ago too. The hard part's done. Get, getting J Space to agree on any one thing was the hard part. Now we just have to convince CCP to do something they've never done before. So yeah, we and I I you know I have I've been pretty fortunate in that regard too. We. You know, one of the big things we heard a lot last year was that Null Blocks didn't want to commit to any one candidate because there were too many of us running. I mean, we had, what well, I would say four or five kind of effectively mainstream candidates last year coming out of JSpace. The two biggest ones at the very end were myself and Teddy from Outfoxed. And Teddy's remarkable person i love teddy so much and you know him and ashy both from that group were a huge help this year kind of getting the ball rolling so but that was it was a, a hurdle we had to get over you know we had to get to the point where you know we could convince people that we were worth supporting because 
you know, they didn't have to, to split their vote too much. And, you know, I talked early on this year with a couple of their potential candidates coming out of J space. And, you know, some of them were a little bit less enthused about the, the prospect than they had been in previous years. So we, we were able to get it to a point where there really was only one, what I'm going to say, main block candidate coming out of J space. There were a couple others who are either wormholers, wormholers adjacent, who were great candidates in their own right. You know, but for as far as candidates who were strictly wormhole ecosystem focused, you know, along with other kind of more general game things, I was I was kind of alone in that regard, which I think helped a lot because I could go to, you know, when I went to talk to Horde, for example, and I was talking to Gobbins, I was able to pitch myself as the wormhole block candidate as opposed to just a wormholer that I would like you to support, right? Because, you know, guys are busy. They don't have the, you know, the resources or the the time to sit around and, and figure out which of the, the wormhole candidates is the most, you know, has the best shot, right? They don't have the, you know, they, they're just not that, in, that involved in this community, right? So, you know, being able to do that kind of work for them and say, you know, this is where we were at. And I got, you know, and there were a lot of support too from, you know, from other people in Nullsec who, who kind of gave us a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of good support that I think really increased our chances of getting other null block support. Just a shout out to two other names from the actual CSM, both the init candidates, Brisk and, and Pando. I was fortunate enough to work with over the last couple of weeks. You know, they got me onto the init ballot and, you know, were, you know, supportive throughout the entire process. They had a lot of, you know, kind things to say. You know, they did a lot of work to, you know, get my name out there and get people, you know, interested in the idea of supporting a wormholer on the CSM. So, you know, I, I, I say fundamentally, it happened because wormholers voted and it happened because wormholers, you know, kind of came together and made it happen. That's how we got out of the first couple of rounds. Being able to get that great support later rounds to get us through to the end was incredible, but I, I, I simply could not have done it if it were not for wormholers. Again, doing something that we have not done in a long time, which was either because of desperation or because of, you know, an impassioned desire to see something change come together and 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 agree that we need to get somebody onto the CSM if for no other reason than just to make the bare minimum attempt to get some to make something change. No, that's really impressive. I mean, I I know like a lot of people don't like the politicking in the game, but mm-hmm. having to go around and barter with I would say other groups to say like, "Hey, please support me," etc. or even just going out and putting yourself on a talk show. Like I've seen you on a lot of the talk shows or the town mm-hmm. halls. Yeah. Like that's that's so critical. I know I want to go back to what you said because you said the hard part was done and now it's just convincing CCP to do something they've never done before. Yeah. And personally not being involved in wormholes and not I don't want to say not paying attention but not being as invested. Sure. What do you mean? Like what does CCP not have have they not done before? They they have not in the past at least in recent history made changes to the game in such a way that takes into account how different different regions of space are right i campaigned on this i've talked about it 
you know, till I was blue in the face over the last couple of months. But the fact of the matter is, the way the game, the way people live in JSpace is different than the way people live in Null. It's different than the way people live in LowSec. It's different than the way people live in HighSec. Our fights are different. The way we, the way we get to fights are different. The way we construct our fleets are different. You know, because we are, we're constrained, right? We're constrained by mass. We're constrained by the, you know, people's ability and, 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 and quickness to scan things out. Like, these are all things that have to be taken into account when you're talking about balancing the game in such a way. And, and a lot of our complaints over the last couple of years have been because CCP has made changes to the game that have been intended to fix a problem, right? So we talk a lot about Surgical Strike because it's, it's the you know, there are a lot of complaints that have come out of JSpace about Surgical Strike. And people are probably sick and tired of hearing me talk about it at this point. But if nothing else, Surgical Strike was indicative of, of or is indicative of a problem in the way CCP iterates on the game because they saw a problem with the way faxes were being utilized in, you know, big nullsec fights and with the way these these you know these fleet fights were happening that you know that were lasting too long resistances were too high they had a you know a laundry list of things and they said okay well how are we going to fix that well we're going to we're going to nerf resistances across the board because that'll make fleet fights happen faster and we're going to kill cap injection because you know we you know we don't want people to be able to cap right back or cap back up right away blah 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 blah, blah right the problem with that is that changes it could, you know, that sure probably fixed an issue in the area that it was intended for. But in our region of space, in my region of space, it's it the the consequences of that were considerably more dire because of how our fights are set up. You know, we don't have the luxury in ninety percent of situations. I say ninety nine percent of situations of fielding tons of faxes. You know, we're not we're not putting you know, 20, 30 triage on grid 90% of the time. You're putting one, okay? Or maybe two if, you know, you are, you know, feeling really ballsy, right? And those triage have to deal with incoming newt pressure. All, like, across the board, incoming newt pressure on a scale that a lot of other regions of space just don't. You know, we, we Balgorns are a staple in J-Space, you know, we, you can see tons of them in any, you know, any given fight could have, you know, 10, 15 Balgorns, you know, on either side, you know, depending on, on, you know, if there is capital escalation or depending on, you know, how big the two groups are that are coming together. But you should expect Balgorns, right? Everybody has Balgorns. And the, the <laughs> losing one of those capital cap injectors on our, on our triage significantly nerfed the ability for triage to keep up with to keep up with the the new DPS race that resulted as a result of, or that came about as a result of surgical strike 2 because you know suddenly resistances were were worse across the board the close range ammo or close ranged ammo increase meant that things were getting shot faster so not only are the are the triage now they are they are worse at keeping themselves up because their resistances are not as good and they're wor they're worse at mitigating cap pressure because they don't have that second injector 
they also now have to support fleets that are not as tanky because the resistances are worse and have more incoming DPS because the the you know the DPS because of the DPS buff, right? So people stopped using triage, which is a shame because there were there was a whole you know ecosystem built around that kind of gameplay in J space for years, and you know gr- entire groups that came about as a result of people enjoying these kind of you know, people talk about heavy armor brawls. This is what they were: heavy armor brawls. You get you know two fleets and a bunch of armor ships. You know either they share a static or they're directly connected to each other, and they all jump in and they bring their triage and they sit on grid and they beat the piss out of each other for, you know, an hour, two hours, you know, however long it takes. Right. And the, the real joy of those kind of fights were that because it was not just a straight DPS race, because you had triage on grid that, you know, could, could handle, you know, its own business and the business of the fleet. You, you had to get creative with how you, you, you won fights, right? You had to get creative with, your support ships, you had to bring more E-War, you had to bring, you know, more nuke pressure, you had to bring, you know, when, you know, Command Desi's made a huge difference in a lot of those fights, because you're talking about pushing off now, not just Guardian Wings, you're talking about pushing off, trying to push off, you know, other support ships, you're trying to push off DPS, you know, these are all, you know, big, I mean, and, and there were, again, a whole community flourished, under this play style. And then with a single change, it was gone. It just stopped happening. People just didn't have those fights anymore. And, you know, that is one of a cornucopia of different issues that have resulted as, that have come about as a result of CCP iterating on the game to try and fix one thing in one region of space without taking into consideration how those changes affect other regions of space at the same time. And it's a, it's a problem. And so one of you know we when we were talking about running you know doing this whole campaign and trying to get on onto the CSM, you know I have, don't have any you know misconceptions about whether or not I'm actually going to be able to accomplish anything. Um, I am uh, going to work hard to try and make it happen, but understanding and I think everybody is kind of knows sort of where we're at here that you can't you know they are going to do what they want to do and you can't force them to do it. You just kind of have to give suggestions and, and give advice and give you know that kind of insight that they currently don't have. But if we can do anything, what I hope we can do is stress to the developers that you have this huge, you know, diverse game environment with all these different regions, all these different play styles. You know, the game is 30 different one or 31 different games in a in a trench coat, right? That are all kind of working together in tandem. All of that is part of, you know, the, the same ecosystem, but they all operate independently from each other. They all work differently from each other. And you have to be able to, you know, address things while not also killing something else, some, you know, killing a, again, an entire play style somewhere else halfway across the world. Right. And that was, you know, again, to wrap this all back up into what we were talking about earlier, one of the big things too. You know, because I, I people will catch flack sometimes for going and trying to get null support when you're you know running for these things because people feel like it's selling out, right? If you're a low set candidate or you're a wormhole or something, people say, "Well, what, you don't need to be going to get null set. They're, they're just going to try and influence you." But yeah. what I think everybody realizes is, and I, you know, this is certainly where we came at it from. That's not the case. You know, we are a we are one big 
diverse ecosystem that has to cooperate with each other, at least maybe if not politically, at least from a gameplay point of view. We have to find ways to make these changes because if we don't, people are going to suffocate and people have already suffocated. There are entire, you know, blocks in this game that have just dissolved over time. The player count is as low as it's been ever, really, since, you know, the first couple of years the game was around. And if we can't find common sense changes to these things that not only bring in new players and make the game interesting for people who have never played Eve before, but also to convince people who have, you know, walked away from the game or who have, you know, felt disenfranchised or disillusioned by the game to come back. If we can't do that, the game's going to die just straight up. That's just the way it's going to be. So, you know, I think everybody agrees or at least, you know, in general, broad strokes everybody's kind of on the same page so yeah when, when we were when we were pitching this thing that's where we came from we wanted to make the game as good as possible for the most possible people because we don't see a future for eve if we if we can't accomplish that Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so w people talk to about, I mean, especially when it comes to surgical strike, right? Oh, they said they can't hear you. I'll, I'll just repeat your question for them. Artemis wanted to know that wanted to ask about, you know, low class space and how uh, traditionally wormhole CSM candidates who, who live in, in high class space and operate at a high class space generally only address issues that high class space that are high class space relevant. And so there's a, you know, a, a, an ongoing concern about, well, what about low class space? What about low class, you know, wormhole? And what I would argue in this case is that these same issues also affect low class just in different ways right one of the big ones is with regards to the eviction meta right and and we have talked at length about how possible ways to get away from the eviction meta you know we we would not like to you know we I, from a personal point of view and i've said this before i hate evictions they, you know, they're ex ex so boring and and very rarely are, do they turn, you know, they're not easy. You know, it's not good content. It takes a long time. They're really dull. And, you know, you'll maybe get content, you know, sometimes, but more likely than not, you're either a blob or you are getting blobbed. And that's not, that's not compelling gameplay as far as I'm concerned. But with regards to the eviction meta, one of the ways traditionally that low class groups have been able to you know keep their assets safe and and defend their homes have been by fielding triage you know being able to put caps on grid in a situation where the your evictors cannot put caps on grid you know that is a pretty strong imbalance in your favor but when surgical strike happened those 
that those triage those groups relied on in order to be able to punch up in an eviction scenario were suddenly a lot worse and 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 could not really handle that kind of pressure anymore and that is unfortunate because the you know you are you are you know those same issues that you know high class wormholders see it as from a point of view of this was a play style that we enjoyed and you know, losing our ability to engage in that play style has caused people to want to leave the game. At the same time, low-class wormholders are looking at it going, we relied on this to, you know, as, as a part of our home defense doctrine. We we need these ships to be workable. Otherwise, we are in an extremely vulnerable position. And none of that was taken into consideration when those changes were made, right? And it, the same thing applies too about other aspects of surgical strike. And I, and I know people are going to get tired of me talking about surgical strike, but it, it, this is such a huge issue, even though it's been years and people have adapted over time. You know, the the DPS race that resulted uh, that resulted from those changes affected all <laughs> affected everyone in J space because you you know, you suddenly are, you're forced to bring Logi, at, at least before like the more recent bulkhead changes, you had to bring Logi at an almost one-to-one level. Because if you didn't, you would just bleed ships. Especially when Nighthawks started getting big because Nighthawks would put out, you know, and shit, like 1,100 DPS cold. You know, on top of having over 100,000 uh, EHP at the time. You know, and, and there was more on top of that, you know, there were, you know, ham doctrines as a whole were really big. A lot of uh, pulse laser doctrines, you know, were, were strong. Absolutions were really strong for a long time. These are all things that affected wormholers in a different way because we don't have the, the option of just gating a, a fleet over or jumping a fleet over, right? You, if you want to reinforce your fleet, you can't, you can't just... You know, pick up the phone and say, hey, I need you to be over here in five minutes because it just doesn't work like that. You have to scan out your chain. You have to be you have to account for mass on the wormholes to get in. And because fights were happening so much faster, because, the, the again, the DPS race. People often didn't have time to get, support, you know, to call their friends or, you know, or whatever. If they were if they were the big fight happening, there just wasn't an option. And that was not indicative of or that was not specific just to high class space when we lived. My group lived in or Wolf Riot from 20, the very end of 2019. No, sorry. Beginning of 2020 up until the beginning of this year. And we had that problem all the time was that if we wanted to field, you know, any kind of, of doctrine, we had to have almost equal numbers of Logi or else we would just bleed ships because it, we, we did not have the EHP to make it happen. And the bulkhead change helped that to a certain extent, but it wasn't, in our opinion, it has not gone quite enough. There are some, you know, we have seen some fights recently that were, you know, a lot of those same characteristics are still around, but, you know, changes like the, the injector chain, the capital injector change is still not something that has been resolved. And so you still have, you know, people who have, who you know, took the time put the energy into building those faxes in low class space and putting that triage, making that triage available for themselves, you know, for either home defense purposes or, you know, just to undock for a fight. 
They can't, you know, they real realistically cannot do that now unless they're willing to spend upwards of 15 bill on their fits. You know, we we had a fight just the other day with laser hawks, which is if you don't know, dear viewer, the hawks are like the final boss of J Space right now. There is not a group in in wormhole space as adept at you know like wormhole PvP as a whole as laser hawks. They just they not only are they you know they have the numbers to kind of back it up, but everything they do is is better. And you know we were able to you know love fighting those guys. We were able to put ships on grid with them. You know and 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 it was a good fight, but. You know, when we put triage on grid against a group like that, who we know is is you know not going to be incompetent and is going to bring the necessary newt support to, oh, you can see me right there on the screen right now. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. No big deal. When you're when you're fighting a group like that, you need to know that you know your triage is going to to, to stand up, and that lift that we fielded was not the blingiest lift we could have fielded. But it was, it was, you know, more so than it has been, or rather it is, there's more going into that than we have recent, or we've, we've had to put into those recently. And way more has been put into that than, than if we had the other cat booster, and you could feel like a double cat booster apostle, or a Ninazu or something. Lifts are great because region lifts are remarkable. But the, you know, this is kind of what you're, you are stuck with right now unless you unless again unless you want to spend an inordinate amount of money or unless you have a loggerhead you know this is this is your option so you know with regards to you know whether or not i i think these same issues also affect low class space yeah i think i think it is you know we are we are in the position now where you know High class wormhole space and low class wormhole space are not so different compared to wormhole space as a whole and case space. You know what I mean? So more alike than different is essentially what. Yeah, you're yeah, saying. yeah. I mean, they are they are certainly different, and there are big differences, but they are more alike together than they are from any other region of space, and most of that has to do with, again, mass limitations you know, a group's ability to scan out wormholes, so on and so forth. No, I got you. Mm-hmm. Does that, I was going to say, Artemis, I know you asked the question. Does that help answer your, your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. It certainly does. One of the differences I know that we talked about, and you mentioned with the Inviction meta, on this topic, again, of just changes that have hit wormhole space differently than other areas, we're also looking at the changes that came with Siege Green to Citadels. This is something oh, yeah. that I personally harped on. Yeah. And I was wondering, sort of, from your perspective, in the time since May 20th, which was when the medium Citadel changes happened, what's been going on in wormhole space? Yeah, man, it sucks. Early on, I was talking to a couple of people about Siege Green. And we, we all just, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, what it's going to look like and how it's going to affect people. And, you know, we all kind of, we, we were like, oh, well, it's too early to tell. It's hard for us to say for sure. But, man, that change is not good for us. So, during the, we had, you know, we had a worm 
couple weeks ago. Fox hosted it. You guys streamed it. It was great. One of the other CSM candidates, KL Kaderu from of Sound of Mine, was there and had a made a really really great point about about those changes, which is you know for any group, but especially for small groups, right? What you what happens when somebody comes by and reinforces your shield is that reinforces the shield on a structure, right? What that means is anything. It could mean anything. You have no idea if they are just doing it to be dicks or just doing it because they're bored or just doing it because they're trying to bait out a fight. You have no idea. And in fact, there's no way for you to know for sure, you know, it, how committed they are to the eviction until they come back for the armor timer, right? Because if they show up for the armor timer too, you can be pretty sure like, oh, okay, we are being, you know, they are trying to knock this structure down. That same option is not available now for groups who rely on medium-sized structures. If you own an Astro House and you operate specifically out of an Astro House, if somebody comes by and knocks your shields down, you no longer have the choice of not showing up for the whole timer because that's it. The whole timer is the timer. You know, and you know, the same thing could have applied. You could have had a group just come through and, you know, randomly knock your shields down because, you know, they were bored or you said something to piss them off or whatever, and they don't have any intention of coming back. Well, you don't know that, and there's no way for you to know for sure. So you have to show up for that timer. Because that's you know that that's at that point if you don't and they do show up, then you're screwed, right? Whereas <laughs> this, the inverse of that is also bad. Like if you don't show up because you think, well, they're probably not going to come, or, or rather you do show up thinking, oh my god, this is the whole timer, we have to be here for this, and then they don't show up, then you've just formed for nothing, and that also sucks, and that that doesn't feel very good at all. And on top of that, it got way easier to just troll reinforce stuff because damage caps were removed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with oh fuck. I mean, oh, sorry. Oh shoot. Especially with trig doctrines, like you can you like hitting damage cap was pretty easy before, especially on medium structure. We so we found you know a you know we have we have hit a couple of medium structures since. You know, that since the change, you know, just either we had a couple guys who found one and wanted to hit it, either to provoke a fight or whatever. And in a lot of cases, you know, those groups did now have to come out and fight. But the problem is, it's not good for them. It's, you know, we can sit here and be like, well, it generates content, but it's not good content because it's, it's, it's panic mode content. It's, it is, you know, basically bending someone over the barrel and saying, you know, give me your money. You know, there's no way for you to know if I've got a gun. Right. You, you just have to assume so, because if, if you're wrong, you're going to lose everything. Right. And that is that is the, the, the issue we're seeing here. And man, it is easy to 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 knock these these structures down now. I mean, it is it is remarkably easy to knock over medium structures. You can do it with a handful of dudes and cheap ships. And, you know, if somebody has, you know, is either rolled out or you know, doesn't have a, a ton of people online to, to defend the structure. I mean, you shouldn't need, you know, a fleet of 40 people to defend an Astro House, right? 
like in, in theory, if you are a you know living in low class and you have a a you know an Astra, you it is my opinion that it is unlikely that groups that can field those kind of numbers are going to pay you too much attention. Certainly, my group would not. At least, you know, in most cases, you know, people who live in Astras aren't really prime targets because they're not, you know, they, they don't have any caps in those structures. You know, people who have tons of assets aren't generally going to lay down forts anyway. Or Tataras or, you know, so on. But the problem is for, you know, people who put together 20-man gangs and then go around refing structures and knocking over structures like that, that's a problem. That is a, because you, you know, if you, if your, if your corp is you and six or seven of your buddies and you each have, you know, an account or two, you're not going to be able like, you, you have to defend those timers and they, you know, it is, it is, you only have the one shot to do it. So it is frustrating that this, and again, <laughs> not to harp on this same issue again and sound like a broken record when I do it, but this is the same problem as Surgical Strike. Like, CCP made a change to the game intending to correct an issue. And the issue was structure spam in case space, right? Structure spam in, in high sec and structure spam in null, especially, you know, because what, you know, when you anchor an, an Astra, there is a, you know, a bubble of invulnerability around it, thanks to Tether, that, you know, you can just throw those things down anywhere in space. And as long as you put a core in them and fuel them, you have, you know, <laughs> effectively perfect immune, you know, perfect invincibility just so long as you can get to the Astra. And that is a problem. And I, I recognize that that's a problem. But the change that they made to correct that problem has, in my opinion, done more harm than good. Especially since there are other ways you could do this that would not put such a burden on you know, put such a burden on smaller groups who, again, who rely on these structures uh, and, and and who anchor these structures probably in the past with the expectation that they were going to operate in a certain way and, and you know, their mechanics were not going to change too drastically, at least to, uh, so drastically as, uh, as they have now, where, you know, the entire meta surrounding how to defend these structures has changed, effect- again, effectively overnight. So, you know, there were a lot of great ideas thrown out, you know, from different candidates throughout the, the CSM process. You know, Phantomite had a great idea with regards to, you know, having certain areas around Celestials or around, you know, a, a limited number of these areas in space where you can anchor a structure and receive, you know, the full benefits of all three timers and all the, you know, full HP for all, all the, the different, you know, health bars, basically. And anything built outside of these areas, you know, does not get that same benefit and then only gets the two bars, basically, right? That is, you know, that's good. Stitch Kainlin, just the other day we were talking about it. I think it was Stitch who said that it would be an interesting idea to look at having a 
like a structure determiner based off of the size of the sun in the system. So you're effectively like solar harvesting power for structures. And so you're, you are limited by how big your sun is based on, you know, how many structures you can anchor. And I'm just kind of like, you know, these are just, these are not things people have, have set down and worked out the kinks on, but the, the point I'm trying to, uh, you know, illuminate here is that there are other options, but they didn't take any of those other options. They did what was effectively the, the bare minimum effort to, to, to resolve what they saw was an issue and just take away a timer, right? That, there are so many issues with that, that, you know, but it, it is, it is not surprising. It is indicative, of, you know, the same ongoing problem that we've seen over the last couple of years where they wanted to fix something. And so they did something to fix it without considering how many other, you know, areas of the game or how many other play styles are affected by those changes. And that's frustrating for, you know, again, frustrating for groups who rely on those, on those structures, but you know, this is something that we, we need to address with CP, but I, I'm not holding my breath on this one. They're, they have not in the past been extremely eager to, you know, fix these kind of game issues that are not immediately game breaking but I hope we can get enough people together who can stress to the devs that, you know, this is, you know, maybe not game breaking for everyone, but game breaking for, you know, a, a significant number of a significant enough number of people to be noticeable. And if they are unwilling to do something, they're just going to lose more players for it. And right now we are not in a place where we can continue to lose players. So kind of as a follow-up, you mentioned, folks having ideas of how they could sort of adapt, like sort of adapt different changes to different areas of space. And you mentioned Phantomite. Mm-hmm. And I know Phantomite was a candidate. We had lots of candidates on this show in, in the weeks prior. Are there any candidates who didn't make CSM that you would still want to consult or like bring forth their ideas to CCP? Yeah. Like, did any stand out to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, you know, since, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I am the authority on every issue that can ever possibly arise in JSpace, right? Like I, I have lived out here since 2019, but you know, that, that is only three years. You know, there have been people who have lived out here for a decade and they, you know, the things that they've seen and the experiences that they've had, I would be a moron not to want to try and pick their brains and gather information from them. So not only are, you know, am I personally going to be conferring with a lot of people who have been in those situations before in the past, as far as other candidates are concerned, Stitch Caneland, I've already mentioned him once. Stitch is, is the, the, the foremost authority on game balance. In my opinion, you know, Stitch is a great dude, extremely smart, has, you know, has worked, you know, very hard over the last couple of years to, try and get some of these issues out in front of people in front of the devs and has worked and, and has gotten things changed in the past. Phantomite too, regardless of what people, you know, feel personally about Phantomite. I know he can be kind of a polarizing figure, but Phantomite unironically has great ideas. I, I, I don't agree with every possible thing that he says or, or every potential thing that he says. And he has some things that I think are kind of funky, but on the whole, 
some of his more off the wall stuff, especially with regards to Citadels, because he's put a lot of, you know, effort into trying to come up with creative ways to resolve some of the issues Citadels pose with, especially with smaller groups. You know, those are, those are ideas that at least at a very minimum need to be considered. And Ithaca Hawk, you know, Ithaca was, you know, the last man out and, and of, you know, Ithaca, I, God, man, I wish Ithaca was in. You know, I, I don't know who I would swap out with Ithaca, but Ithaca, he's such a good dude and has such a good, a good head for this sort of thing. And, you know, he, I conferred with him a lot during the campaign season, mostly about the, the campaign process itself and, you know, some some of those more politically focused ideas. But, you know, he's done it all. I mean, he's he has been a wormholer. He's been in low sec, you know, he's, you know, now in Volta does a ton of stuff with tournaments. Like, you know, that, that is somebody who I, I want to have, I need to get ideas from that person. And if somebody decided to, you know, decides to drop out at some point or, or who, you know, is, is unavailable to do the job, the fact that we would be getting Ithaca at that point is a boon. You know, that is, that is, that would be crazy fortunate for us. You know, that he's, he's great. I mean, and, the, and you know, other wormhole candidates or wormhole adjacent candidates. I've already mentioned Kale Kaderu, who you know is not currently a wormholer, but Sound used to live in J Space, and so Kale has a lot of you know good ideas about J Space Alaska from Warren Wormholes and Esports people. You know, another authority on what we're you know we're we're trying to do out here. You know, I think one of the things that the CSM process is good for, if nothing else, is exposing people who, you know, either themselves or people who they are affiliated with who have good ideas. You know, it's kind of a, you, 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 you can use the process, the campaign process as the measuring stick of whether somebody is willing to really like buy into their own ideas, right? Because you you are forced so often, especially if you're doing you know shows and interviews and town halls and whatever, to defend your ideas and explain your ideas to you know people who you know whether be whether because of ignorance or whether because of just not being exposed to you know your place before might need them explained in depth. So you have to get very good at, at, at explaining your position. And so you can suss out pretty quickly who has it and who doesn't have it, right? And all of these candidates, you know, all the positions that they are, you know, that they were coming from, I feel confident that I could go to any one of these people and say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm curious what you think about, you know, this sort of thing, you know, with regards... Working, of course, around possible NDA issues, at least go to them and say, like, you know, what do you think about this? You know, this this area of balance, like, where 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 could we possibly iterate here that would be the least damaging to current play styles and also introduce you know new creative things for other people to do? You know what I mean? No, no, that's that's some good thoughts. It's mm -hmm. I always 
like when I interview folks for this stuff, I always find that everyone has great ideas. And I'm always curious what CSM, like now that you're on CSM, what they think of other folks and kind of mm-hmm. who their key points would be. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I have last year was a little bit different, right? Because I, I went into it not really knowing anything about the CSM process. You know, I, I had never really followed a campaign before that. You know, this, that was the first year that I, you know, really dove into it. And I learned a lot of things last year, but I did not interact with other candidates as much back there outside of just the, like my core group of wormhole candidates that I, you know, spent a lot of time talking to this year. I was again, profoundly fortunate to be able to interact with more people from more areas of space and not just candidates, but you know, block leaders and you know people who are are high up in their you know in their in their areas you know i got a chance you know a couple of weeks ago to go on pando's show with him and and Hiwanto and had you know a great discussion over there you know and and that you know i i was already going to vote for pando you know before that but that you know those kind of interactions really expose a person to you know the name or the the person behind the name, right? Like it is easy. I think in a lot of cases, especially with, you know, a lot has been said over the last couple of, you know, last couple of days about how block heavy the CSM is. And it, and it is, I mean, it is no secret that, Oh, brisk was there too. Oh, cause he left in the middle of it. He came back. Okay. Brisk was also there. A lot has been said so far about, how block heavy the CSM is. But I think people kind of, people are looking at the, the, the tickers associated with people and they, they are not seeing the, how do I even say this? They're not seeing the, the, the quality of the person underneath the ticker, right? Pando's, it may be the best example of this. Pando's part of initiative. So, you know, he's Imperium and often gets lumped in with goons. But every interaction I've ever had with Pando, he does not, you know, and not to discredit the good people of Goon Swarm Federation, Pando is not, he does not strike me as a Goon FC. Uh, Pando is, you know, he's a, a medium to large gang FC who, you know, has a, 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 a specific desire to, you know, make that kind of gameplay better. And those changes, those potential changes also could roll into other regions that people are concerned about. People are concerned about the upcoming faction warfare changes. They're concerned about the ongoing state of, of small gang and medium gang PVP. And Pando, you know, despite the fact that he, he's got, you know, he flies under the Imperium banner, Pando is a good person and has a good head for these sort of things. And we're lucky to have him. Same can be said about Jinx. You know, people look at, oh, brave, brave is a block, right? But, you know, every interaction I've ever had with Jinx has been extremely positive. Jinx is such a cool person. And, you know, again, the CCP has shown that they are, are, are you know, spending a lot of time focusing on the MPE, right? They, they want to bring new people in. They want to, you know, they want to create a game that is you know, innovative and, you know, can reach out to new markets. and. In my opinion, it is beneficial to have somebody 
on the CSM who can speak for new players. And Brave, block or not, is and traditionally has been a new player specific null group. And so having Jinx on there is 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 great. RC is great. You know, she she's done a lot of work over the last couple of years kind of, you know, bringing attention to the state of faction warfare. You know, she was you know, came her her star rose at a at a fortunate time, I think. And but it was good to see her, you know, get in easily with this with you know this time around it looks like she's eighth on this list but she's actually sixth she has more votes after all the tallying was done than, than storm delay from from horde which is you know very impressive for her you know and, and you know for as for the you know the the more traditional block candidates guys like kaz guys like luke guys like brisk and kenneth and angry and storm delay you know I, it is it is easy to get disheartened by you know the current state of the CSM based off of previous CSMs, but I feel strongly about this that and, and to his credit, Brisker Ball made this exact same point a couple of days. Seven of the ten members of the CSM are different than they were last year. If you have had issues with CSMs of years past, there's a pretty good chance you're going to see probably something different this year. Whether that's better or worse is hard to say for sure. I mean, it's, you know, you, you, you know, you don't want to get ahead of ourselves here or anything, but, you know, there is a, if, if nothing else, there is a different crew out this year. I'm thrilled to death to be a part of that crew. You know, I'm really wor- looking forward to working with these guys. I don't think, you know, at least I would hope you don't go through the process of, of you know, taking the time and the effort and the energy to, to put together a CSM campaign if you want to show up and just do fuck all, right? And, and none of these people strike me specifically, you know, as people who have no interest in keeping the game around. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with them. I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing what we could accomplish, if anything. And yeah, I mean, that's that that is this for me is the joy of the CSM process, being exposed to new people, getting to work with new people. And and finding common ground to create, you know, these creative solutions to make the game better for more people. So we've talked a lot about your hopes and dreams for CSM and like your positive outlook on everything. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really curious. What do you? I don't know if this would be the right way to phrase it. But what are you like nervous about or afraid of with the CSM? Like, do you have any like fears when it comes to working with CCP or anything along those lines? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I do. You know, my biggest fear is you know signing the NDA, getting over there, and then you know hearing somebody say you know upfront like we don't plan on making any changes to JSpace in the next three years. You know, that would be, that'd be tough for me. And it's, it is a possibility. You know, it is, that is a thing that, you know, we believe has probably happened in the past. You know, that is, that is maybe a thing that has caused people to feel a certain way about the CSM process and about CCP. You know, you kind of have a, you kind of get an impression based off of some of their actions that, you know, they don't particularly see certain areas of the game as priorities right now and don't, and are not interested in, 
contributing dev time to resolving some of the issues that those those regions of space have encountered you know it is that is frustrating you know that that is that is my greatest fear is you know we do all this work we finally get somebody from my area to sit down at the table with them and they say in no uncertain terms it's not going to happen sorry you you can talk about you know if you want to be here and contribute to the conversation on faction warfare you're more than welcome to and I do want to contribute to the con- the the you know the the conversation about faction warfare because I think faction warfare is important. But I'm a, I'm I'm a wormhole, by the way. Like the the reason I'm here is because wormhole space has been choked out over the last couple of years, and we we want somebody to to address these issues with the devs. We need somebody to do this because if we don't, then within two years, all of the you know, the major players in wormholes now will be gone. Either they will have left the game entirely or to, you know, null sec or, you know, gone off to, I don't know, join Volta or somebody. Like, the... <sighs> and all of that will be left are crabs. Like, nobody wants that. We don't want the game to get worse. We don't want people to leave. We... You know, we we like the game. We want the game to be better, right? And and that is so. That's that is the thing that scares me the most is the idea that we you could have all this passion, get all these people involved, and and everybody be on the same page. And you you know you 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 breach the walls and you get in there and you sit down at the table, and a developer looks you in the eyes with their dead shark eyes and says yeah it's not gonna happen sorry <laughs> we'll see you next term that scares me that, scares <laughs> that was me. very descriptive of a death uh, i mean you know and 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 here's the thing too i, I i'm being very hard on the dev. i understand this is not an easy thing to do and and i i cannot you know i'm not a developer i work in requisitions you know i buy stuff that's my job you know so i don't know the first thing about software development i don't know the first thing about game design outside of you know my own personal experiences and information i have gleaned from you know intelligent people who i know and have had the the pleasure of working with you know so when i rag on the devs what i am ragging on is the perceived either in i wouldn't say incompetence but the perceived indifference towards areas of the games that have suffered over time right and i know they have a lot that they work on on a day-to-day basis i know they have a lot of different things you know they have deadlines and they have you know projects that they are they have been assigned to you know it is it is you know they're and they're trying to make money you know they they are ccp for better or worse has shown that they are specifically revenue driven you know and i could talk all day long about the ways that they could be making money that they're not doing right now but I'm not going to get caught up in it too much. You know, they, they are, you know, they, they're trying to, to, to hit a number and they are doing the things that they think that they need to do to hit that number. Right. And, you know, it, it is, it is frustrating for me and for anybody really to, 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 
come to terms if if necessary. It will be frustrating for me to come to terms with the idea that they consider JSpace to be an area that they are not interested in iterating on outside of just general game iterations because they don't believe that it has the revenue potential. I think I think a lot of things about that. And and I and I'm hoping and this may be naive of me, but I am hoping that uh, you know the issues that we have seen in the past with regards to how different changes have affected JSpace in perhaps an unbalanced way have been a result of not having competent wormhole direction outside of you know the meme wormhole candidates in the form of of our our friend Mr. Rubal in the past. I don't I don't think that's probably true. I think it probably has much more to do with indifference than 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 just misdirection but we are going to try you know we i i told you know i was in the wormhole discord the other night after you know we we got on and we and we got in there and i you know i i I was i was exceptionally drunk at the time you know i was it was super emotional and i i i made some big posts about how how I don't know if we're going to be able to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish. You know, the signs point to no. But for my money, and, you know, based off of how, you know, I, I have approached this entire process, I am going to continue to do the work that I think needs to be done to, to make this thing happen. You know, if I have to, you know, I'll I'll be at the meetings. I'll take notes. I'll present information for my community as as efficiently as possible. Right now, we're already putting together a group of people from my region of space to talk about issues, to talk about potential resolutions to those issues going forward. So that when when I go and we, you know, I have the opportunity to sit down with the devs, we can present our issues in a in a concise and informative way and say, listen, these are, this is kind of where our community is at right now. You know, what, what can we do with this? And if we do all of this work and, you know, <laughs> we, we, we still get the answer of it's not going to happen, then that will fucking suck. But, you know, we, we can at least say that we, we, we tried and we, we put in the effort we needed to, to, stave off our inevitable slide into oblivion even if it wasn't you know didn't matter in the end knowing that we could have done it or that we we did the work we needed to do to make it happen will be some small consolation i think no that makes sense and i'm glad i was my next question was going to be around does giving a presentation to ccp or presenting your I don't know. I don't know what like thoughts and ideas or whatever right. maybe pain points, I guess. So that's good that you're actually doing that. I know I think in the past a lot of folks have done that from various aspects of of their play style throughout the years of just saying, Hey, here's how this stuff either here's how it works or here's why it's an issue and you need to address it. And I believe that's actually I think it was Torvald and Phantomite did that a couple of years ago and they did it on faction warfare. Now we're seeing a faction warfare warfare revamp. Mm-hmm. 
So even if even if your fears are true and CCP is not focused on wormholes, you giving a presentation might actually help set up future like the future of the game or the future of CSMs for success. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we certainly have a long term view of of this whole process. You know, we we're not, you know, well, I would say <laughs> I would like to have a long term view of 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 the game and the state of the game and where we you know where we need to go from here. That being said, it is very difficult to look long term based on where we are right now because we're in a tight spot. I mean, there are there are, you know, fewer wormholers now than there probably have ever been, I think. You know, we we are you know, we are dropping people and they're being replaced either either by crabs or by empty space. So when we talk about, you know, the need for quick action, the need for some of these, these, these changes to, if not happen, you know, immediately, at least have a, a plan to kind of do something to, to stem the bleeding. What we're talking about is that, you know, I don't see a future for JSpace outside of two or three years if we can't find some kind of ground here. And if, if, if we're unable to do that, then, boy, boy, it's going to be rough. So I, that, and that is my long-term view right now. My long-term projection is not good. Uh, and I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm, you know, it, it's anything other than that. My short-term view is that if we, can, if we can make smart changes under the advice of intelligent people, we can, we can get the game to a place where people want to come back and play it and want to, to be here, right? And if we're not able to do that, then it's going to be a long couple of years. So I'm curious then. So I know, I know when you're talking wormholes, you're talking like end game, right? Like mm-hmm. established players, veteran players, not really new bros, but would you be opposed or do you think the new player experience should have something about wormholes in it? Yeah. It's kind of wild. That it doesn't honestly, you know, it, even if it was an instance situation where, you know, not that I promote instance gameplay for the record. I think it's trash, but for the the, the purpose of the the NPE, I think this is probably a good place for it. Even if it was just a you know the you know during the NPE at some point you had to strap on a a, a probe launcher and undock and scan down you know a little instance wormhole that you could pop your head into and oh, there's a site over here. I can go, you know, look at the, the, the data site and, oh, look, there's some rats and, oh my gosh, they're coming for me. And then, you know, as part of the MPE, you know, 15 tangus un- uncloak and <laughs> and destroy you. That, I think, would be pretty pretty cash money. That would be pretty cool. It, it, it's wild that that doesn't happen now, you know, but it, again, it's not surprising. It's not, you know, they, they you know, they it, it 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 is it you know you wish it was a priority enough that they could spend all this time working on the NPE and you know find room in there for JSpace related stuff you know I certainly think it's worth it I think it's I think JSpace is fun and I wish there were more people coming out here or who were being drawn out here I wish we were exposed through the NPE a little bit better. But it does not surprise me that that they're not doing that. 
Yeah, I do know. I think the next NPE they've said, because the first one they revamped was mining, and I think the next one's exploration. Yeah. So you might have an opportunity there to give some feedback. That would be pretty cash. Uh, again, like if you, you know, I, uh, it would be it would be very very cool of you know of of them to have something that you know would expose new players not just to the idea of you know exploration in terms of scanning stuff down warping in and you know like it is it is a a, a kind of a meme in j space now of finding you know rookie players and herons running sites in j space and then you know forming 20 people to go blow them up and then giving them you know 50 million isk or something just you know kind of offhand like you know here's some money go buy yourself another ship right i think that that kind of experience is good for players i think it, it's fun it certainly is fun for me i like doing it you know even if it is kind of a shock for for people who who have not you know encountered that kind of that kind of you know danger in space before so looking at implementing something that would convince people to to at least start scanning out holes a little bit more and putting that in the mpe would be Really, really very cool if we can make that happen. Yeah, for sure. I think Chad's having fun discussing this too. I, they're all yeah. kind of rowdy. I'm, in fact, I'm looking at the chat here and I am going to disagree with one of my own people. Tiro, I'm going to call you out. Wormholes isn't for a new player. No, it's, I don't think Wormhole Spaces is friendly for new players but i think that exposing new players to wormholes is a good idea i think that they're let me put it to you like this so when i first started playing the game i i created mark in 2006 right i was just a kid i had no idea what i was doing and then eve was crazy it was a much different game back then right for like the first i don't know for like the first five years i played this game i very rarely if ever left a high sec because I was a I was scared to death of losing ships. I I did not really know too much about other you know I knew that low sec existed. I didn't know almost anything about null sec. And I absolutely had no idea I mean in, in the very beginning J Space didn't exist. But even after that when you know when wormholes were a thing, I I didn't know anything about them. I had no idea how to get there. I didn't know what was inside of them. I didn't know any of the mechanics of how they worked. At least having that option where you you can expose people to the like the bare minimum, even if it's just even if it's just a little taste, even just a little, just get that little tongue out there, just just give it just a little bit of a lick, just a little, just a little bit like that, just enough that they can be like, <laughs> oh 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 my. Oh dear, what's what's this new experience I'm I'm feeling? It's it's washing over me. This oh, I, I feel flustered. Ooh, oh my, I've got the vapors, you know. And then somewhere down the line, when they have million SP and they've they've flown some ships and they've done some things, and then they they still think back to that that little that little taste that they got of of J space all those years ago. They're like, oh man, if I just had that, oh, I've, I'm trying to I'm chasing that high that just the little if I could just do that one more time. And then that could convince them to come out and, and, and you know, join a J-Space group or just come out by themselves. These are, in my mind, 
the kind of interactions we need to be promoting. And if, if we can do that, at least, you know, on a very small scale from the very beginning with the NPE, then I absolutely think that is beneficial to wormholes as a whole. And, and especially with regards to, you know, our long-term prospects, I, I will maintain and I have throughout the entire campaign process that as much as I support and want to put effort into bringing new players to JSpace, I I feel like it would be it is it is missing an important. We should not forget players who have left the game. We should not forget the issue of player retention. It is easy and it's flashy and it makes headlines to to bring people, new people into the game and put new people into into you know the ecosystem but man alive there are just a lot of players who have played the game over the last you know decade two decades almost who really want the game to be good and really want the game to be in a place where they can come back and play it and in our effort to make the game more interesting for new players we should not forget those players too that's completely valid having the balance for new and old I was sorry. I've kind of lost my composure at your description. Artemis, do you have any questions or follow-up? <laughs> I mean, I I feel like I generally agree with your position here, so I don't really have any particular questions or follow-up. This yeah, is also I mean, something that just my personal experience fits, or my personal experience as a new player in wormholes and just with wormholes in general fits your description. It, like, it, but in that, and that's the thing too, and that's what's so fresh is that. I think if you ask, I don't know, let's say a reasonable number, let's say 70% of people. If, if you ask 70% of people and said like, hey, what do you think about player retention and the game natively introducing people to wormholes earlier on? They would probably say, I'd say I'm going to say 70% of reasonable people are probably going to say like, yeah, there's no reason why wormholes shouldn't be in the NPE and also player retention is a problem. and that seems obvious to us, reasonable, like reasonable people. And it, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's very easy to say like, well, there's a lot of work that has to go into, you know, player retention is not so easy. Well then make an effort, do something, make some kind of like, the problem is you, you, you're not, if you, if you, if you care about player retention and you care about keeping people around for the long term then make some effort. Do something that communicates with people who have felt disenfranchised by the game. Like, tell them. Tell them you care about them. Do something. Like, it's, you know, you you have put so much energy and so much time into the NPE, and that's great, and I'm happy for you, and it's very cool. You know, and I'm glad that you have made this effort. But what you're communicating to people right now is that you care more about prospective new players than you do about players who have put time and money and effort into your game for years. Tell those people you care about them because people who are playing the game right now do care about them. They want those games like they want those people to come back. 
those are their friends. Those are their, you know, their court mates, people who they've worked with for ages now. I mean, there are people in my own group and my group's not that old or, you know, two and a half, three years old, maybe there are people in my own group now who have stopped playing the game because they no longer found the game fun. And that's so frustrating to me. Now imagine a group bigger than mine who, who has been around longer, you know, people who are still hanging on now have seen, you know, people, you know, I know I'm getting angry. I'm sorry. I, it, this is the most frustrating thing to me of maybe everything. And it kind of, it, it, it kind of wraps this whole issue up for me, you know, with regards to the way CCP iterates in the game and the way they prioritize certain changes and the way that they interact with the community, the game needs fresh blood. No one's going to argue that, but that cannot happen at the expense of, of the people who have bled for you, CCP, the people who have, who have, did who have done everything you ask them to do you ask them to build you a universe you ask them to do impossible things feel these huge complex fleets of ships find you know creative ways to interact with each other in a in a way that that you cannot find in any other game Anywhere in the world, it, you, you don't get the same kind of thing anywhere else. It is impossible. It, 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 it does not exist. So that's what's so frustrating is that they did what you asked them to do. They've done all of it. And now they're being told, you're not our priority anymore. Our priority is new players. You know, bringing in new people who are going to spend more money on the game. Well, I think that, that it's sort of an oversimplification. When we look at... Eve and new players and even the stories of current players who used to be at one point a new player, you would often hear stories of, yeah, I tried to get into Eve like two or three times and it just didn't stick because the barrier to entry was so high and the NPE sucked so bad. There was the component of Eve has this amazing reputation that the players have generated through our emergent gameplay, the stories, the headlines, the gaming news when we get there. And that would bring Eve to the forethought of people's mind like yeah sure I'll give it a shot I've heard about it okay but then they get in and the NPE kicks them back out right and so I, I... CCP what they've done now is they tried to recognize that hey the players are continuing to make these headlines and bring us into the news and generate that interest in our game but our game and our NPE is then kicking them back out and making all of that effort worthless so I for and support their effort and their focus on the NPE because it, it felt like previously, hey, we as the players are doing so much to make EVE interesting for others who don't play yet, but they're jumping into a pile of garbage when they jump into the NPE. Yeah, but you, you, are, you are agreeing with me in, in this case because I am on the same page with you with regards to the NPE. I think the NPE is important. I think it's important to have a way to ease people into what is an extremely complicated system currently. However, I also think that it's not fair that, you know, the game can be, especially that, that certain play styles that have for the longest time been, you know, the thing that have drawn people to the game, like, you know, it's sort of like you're, you are putting a fancy sign out in front of a shop that people walk by and they say, wow, this is something else right here. This is, 
you know, I'm this, I'm a new customer. I haven't ever been in here before. You know, this is, this is great. I'm going to come check this out. And then when they get inside, they realize that the place is empty. There are like two people hanging out by the desk. And when they walk up, you're like, wow, this, this is crazy. This, you know, from the sign, I would have assumed this place was bumping. And the two people who are sitting there be like, oh, I mean, it was 10 years ago, but like, man, player cat's low. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't, yes, the MPE is, is very important. And, and I'm, and I'm glad that they have contributed the time to it. However, it doesn't solve the, the fundamental problem of once you get into the game, once you get past the MPE and you get over that barrier to entry, the game is not in a place where it is healthy right now. And they have to fix that or else all this work that they're doing on the MPE just will not matter because there will not be enough people left to play the game. I mean, we were memeing in the CSM server the other day about the idea of rats taking Sov in Nullsec because there aren't enough, you know, there will be enough people at some point to maintain, <laughs> maintain current levels of Sov. Like, that's not a joke. I mean, it is a joke. You know, it's, it's funny. But it's not, you know... I, it is not. It does not feel unrealistic. It feels like we are quickly getting to a point where we are going to. How do I even say this? We're getting to a point where people are going to stop playing because there are fewer people playing, and there are going to be fewer people playing because people have stopped playing because there are fewer people playing. Right, and that's frustrating. And no amount of NPE is going to fix. It. So they have to find a way to get the game back to a healthy state. And if they cannot do that, and again, this is, I'm not just talking about game in a healthy state with regards to wormholes. This is a, a, a systemic issue across the entire ecosystem. It affects J space. That's the reason I'm here. Like it affects us. We have been damaged by these changes, but we're not the only ones who have been damaged by these changes. They, it, it has affected everybody and everybody wants the game to be healthy. Everybody wants to see, you know, 20,000, 30,000 players, you know, concurrently. But right now we're not there. And I, and God Almighty, I wish we could get to that. And I wish, you know, I wish it was, how do I even say this? I wish it was something that we, I felt like we could accomplish without having to drop everything else and work on this one thing. But, you know, you're in a, you're in a dive right now. You have to pull out like, or pull up. You can't, you can't focus on other, you know, I mean, there are other things you can do at the same time, but you have to correct the dive. And right now the game's in a dive. So we have a question from chat from Bjornby. He says, do you think that the focus on faction warfare and a healthy faction warfare in general will help with the current situation? Yes. Yes. Because, and Bjorn knows this just as well as anybody else too, faction warfare is one of those play styles that has long been neglected and has a rabid fan base that really, really wants Faction Warfare to be good again. And those players are waiting, they're, they're waiting by their phones for CCP to call and be like, Faction Warfare's fixed, you can come back. Like, they want that to, they want that to happen. And if, if, they, if, if at a certain point, people who play, or play in Faction Warfare start reporting that like, yeah, Fact War is back and it's good and it's, it is fun to do, then people will come back and play the game again. And that will bring numbers up, right? That's what I'm talking about. Like, I, I do not believe for a second that there are people who put this game down and then never think about it again. I, it, I, it, I, <laughs> and maybe, again, maybe that's naive, but anyone who, who I've ever played this game with, who I've ever known who has played this game, 
inevitably has a thought and ha- either they talk to me or you know they talk to you know somebody else who they know who've, who've played the game and they've said man i was thinking about eve the other day i'd like to come back is such and such good yet and then they'll be like, well no not really I mean, oh okay well maybe later then right there are there is a swarm of players waiting for the game to be good waiting for the game to be fun to play either in their play style or even to just just you know the knowledge that they are not being neglected anymore would be enough i think for some people like if we can get to that point then player counts are going to improve but we're not there yet Alrighty. So mm. hopefully that answers your question, Bjorn. I was looking for more questions, but I don't see them. But yeah, I'm I as a as a player am stoked for the faction warfare update. I mean, I feel like faction warfare and wormholers can both relate to the same thing where changes implemented, not they weren't considered, their the play style wasn't considered, it completely mm-hmm. ruined it, and they got you know kind of left aside. Yeah. I mean it it, it is Man, faction warfare might honestly, you know, I don't want to, you know, discredit any of my own people, and I'll probably get, you know, beat for this sometime later. But faction warfare probably has it worse. You know, wormholes at least have been, you know, fun within the last five years. But I do not know anybody who has, who you know, was avid in faction warfare who has anything good to say about faction warfare for like the last eight. You know, and there are moments in in modern faction warfare that you know people have nice things to say about, but they are extremely few and very far between. And getting getting us back to a place where we can, you know, that where that play style is healthier, and I think people assume that you can't do you have like when when these changes happen. If you if you're doing it if you're making a change that that benefits one region of space that automatically means it is detrimental to something else. I don't believe that's true. I I believe you can make the game more fun for more people in more areas without just straight up nerfing other parts of space. Right? You don't need to nerf everything to balance stuff. You can make things good and then make other things good and then you know find things within certain ecosystems that to to tweak and get those ecosystems to a healthier place and then let these individual ecosystems interact with each other that is in my mind a way to make the game healthy find ways to make individual systems work and then let those individual systems interact with each other all right so another question in chat this kind of goes back to your hopes and dreams for CCP. Mm-hmm. So someone asked Jarson, I think I said yeah, that right. He's, he's one of my guys. He's okay. He says, guys, if, yeah. if you could force CCP to make a single change, what would it be? Oh, Jesus Christ. A single change. I don't know, dude. That's, this is a hard question. What's the first thing that came to mind? Well, I mean, I I go back to Surgical Strike because for wormholers, especially for, you know, that kind of high class gameplay that I hear, you know, hear about all the time and that my group now gets to interact with, that is something that is relevant specifically to us. But do I think that that is the most, like if I was, if I had, you know, if if I had, you know, the devs by the collar and I had them up in my face and I said, you're going to fix this one thing 
do I think that is the most important thing that would that would you know make the biggest difference for the most people? Probably not. As a wormholer, it's important to me, and it's important to wormholes. But when I'm considering like the you know the grand scope of the health of the game, do I think that's the most important issue? I mean, I don't know. Like, if I was gonna, if I if I could, if I knew that I could get them to make one change the change would probably be to reduce the subscription fee and sell more merch like yeah reduce the subscription fee uh, they buffed the fee because they needed to make more money panic move but you don't like people will play the game if they think the game like if they think they're getting more for less right like it is it, it's right now people you know when when the when the sub fee increased people felt like they were being charged more for either the same amount that they were getting before or for less outright and people didn't like that and you know pcu numbers cratered afterwards and they have not come back up since but if you if you go to people and say, "Listen, we're we're making improvements to the game. We are we are going to iterate on the game and make it better, but also we, you know, we're we're going to decrease the the the, the sub costs so that you can bring more people back in to interact with these systems as they are improving." That I, I feel, like I think that makes that, that that is a that is a healthier bet. And then if you need the money, if you really need that money, hang on, I'm going to yell for a second. Sell skins. Sell skins. Sell clothes. Sell merch in your merch store. Sell anything. I have a merch store. It costs me nothing to run. Do that. Don't kill or, or, or don't increase the sub fee and force people out of the game and make the game less fun to play for people. Bring the sub fee down and then make up for that money in apparel. Make up for that money in, in, in cosmetics. Like it's a meme, but give people these cat ears. I mean, it's these, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. This is not hard. Like you have, okay. I I am going to rant about this for a second. I talked, I said earlier, I wasn't going to, but I am. You have arguably, the best art team in gaming currently, with some exceptions. You know, obviously, you know, I, I, am, I am biased here. I think that the, the art team for EVE is in a, an incredible gift. We, we need better, we need more from the art team. The art team is going to sell your game, right? Like, you're looking at the merch store right now. And there are a handful of things in here, okay? Scroll down a little bit further, because I'm going to show you something that you're not going to see too much of in this, in this store, right? You're, you're not going to see a lot of are ships on shirts, right? Ships on shirts. There are a handful, but you know how, like, if you put, I don't know, you're going you're gonna to buff the paladin, right? You're going to buff the paladin, and now people are going to fly paladins. Well, somebody's going to say to me, oh, man, I wish I had a shirt with a paladin on it. You know how many shirts they have with paladins on it? I don't think they have any, which is wild. 
right? Like you have the, it, it does not cost you anything to do this. There are print on demand shops. And th- anybody who has listened to any of my interviews for, for, you know, the CSM race is knows that I have gone on this at length. Like there are print on demand shops that you can use to put anything on a shirt. You don't have to keep stock in it. You can do whatever you could have, you know, you could print shirts with, with Alliance logos on them and sell Alliance merch. I mean, granted the alliances themselves would probably be kind of, you know, mad about that because I'm sure some of them sell their own stuff too. But the fact of the matter is you have such an option here to sell more merch than you do currently. And they're all kind of the same. Like there, you have such a creative art team, sell IRL merch, sell in-game merch, sell anything, sell any kind of aesthetics. People, especially people who play MMOs traditionally have had no problem spending money on merch. They want to buy your shirts. They want to buy sweatshirts. They want to buy jackets. They want to buy, you know, they want to buy hats. They want to buy beanies. Like these are all things that, that, that people will spend money on if you give them the option to spend money on it. Right. If you, if you do more of this and then bring your, your subscription fee down, People will play the game. There will be more people playing the game. I refuse to believe they will not do that. Like, I refuse to believe that people will not play the game if the game is less expensive and they're getting more out of it, right? And once you start bringing those player numbers up, if you bring the players number up to 25,000, you know, active, you know, concurrent players, you will forget about the fact that the, the sub fee is, is, is less than it was before. Like, you, you will... And on top of that, the people who are already here will spin up new accounts or or reactivate Omegas that they did not have active before. Right? Like, this is all pretty basic. You know? I mean, I don't know. I, I could go on and on and on. The, the fact of the matter is, you 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 have done something now by increasing the, the sub fee that has pressured people who who want to continue to play the game into saying, you know, well, you know, the fee's gone up. And if I have so many accounts, you know, that means I'm making, you know, I have this much less money at the end of the month. So, you know, I'm going to reduce, you know, and, and, you know, offering the, you know, the reduced fee for, you know, other accounts on this or on the, or other accounts on the same email address is great, but that's still like, that is, it is one issue that you know it is it is a walking back of an issue that should not have been a problem in the first place so i i wish they would sell more aesthetics i wish they would sell more 3d models i wish they would sell more you know hats and mugs and sweatshirts and everything because people are going to pay for it people will absolutely pay for that stuff don't force people out on in-game and don't sell ships don't sell like the the you know microtransaction bullshit that people complain about in other games eve is we should not be that kind of game like you should not be able to just spit like man you should not you know does that mean you don't like the previously announced made by players for players program no not really like i i i don't like it's one of those things where i i want to see it in practice a judgment on it but what i what i 
you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that is the kind of thing that I wish the, you know, Plex aside, because I think Plexus is, is effectively fine. You're, you're, you are spending money on time when you're buying Plex, just somebody else's time. You, in my mind, it is better for the health of the economy if the economy is kept consistent within itself, right? Where the things that are coming in and out of the economy are, with the exception of Plex, are generated within that economy. You know, it, it is, I don't know, it, it is, I don't want to say too much, like, I don't want to say anything, I don't want to say too much until I've seen it, seen it in practice, right? I like, but as a, as a whole, when it comes to the way they have monetized this game, I wish they would spend more time giving people things and less time, even if it's giving people things to spend money on, that is like people will find, see that and, and get more out of the game. They will, the game will become more valuable to them if they have merch of the game. Like, you know, I not to use you know this as an example, but I, like I've said before, I have a merch store. Our, my little, you know, 50 man alliance has a merch store and, you know, our guys buy stuff from there. I, you know what really, you know, what, what compels people to stick around is when they open up their, you know, their wardrobe and see a Turbo Feeder Glory shirt. And they're like, oh man, Turbo, I have such fond memories. I'm going to wear this shirt to the town today, right? Or, you know, if they, if people connect things emotionally that way and feel a certain way about things when you, when you have that kind of, when you have something physical you can touch, right? Like, I don't know. And I, I, I want to say one more thing about this too before you know I get too deep into it. I, I'm not going to pretend to be to know everything about every potential interaction this could have with the game and with people. You know, I don't have access to a lot of that information yet. I, I haven't signed an NDA. I don't know you know, necessarily how these things are, you know, how all these numbers interact with each other. I just see possibility, right? I see where CCP has not done a great job marketing the incredible art that their team is capable of, of creating to put these things into people's hands, like posters, models, you know, keychains, whatever, like, these these are all things that they could they could have available to people for not a lot of money and they're not doing it currently and seeing them miss that opportunity while also increasing the the price of the subscription is frustrating Alrighty. so yeah, let's sorry uh, no it's all good i i mean i completely agree like I, the fact that, like you brought up Alliance, and the fact that like Alliance folks can literally make and sell their own swag for more, better than what mm -hmm. CCP can do is like astounding. Especially because you look at most Eve players; most Eve players have like a day job or they're students or yeah. something. And it's like I don't think like ninety nine percent of Eve players, if not more, are not merchandise sellers or retailers. Correct. So yeah. I am all on board. It's very easy to just click outsource or set up a Redbubble or whatever vendor you want to do. But yeah, yeah. I, all right. I'm all I'll, I'll 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 take the bait and be CCP's I'll argue on their behalf.
Uh-huh. I think there are a couple of different causes. Number one, worldwide shipping. EVE is a worldwide game. Worldwide shipping sucks and is very hard to set up and is the reason that a lot of alliances will either just say, oh, you live in Europe or Australia, sucks to be. There's also the aspect of, and I think this is part of it, historically there used to be the argument within EVE looking at the skins particularly. There was a brand director or an art director or somebody who's like, that's never going to happen for pink and for these more vibrant colors because mm -hmm. they had a vision for the way that EVE's brand should be. And mm -hmm. part of me wonders if that is still the case. If there is some brand director or marketing director who's like, we are putting out this merch because when the general public thinks about EVE Online, we don't want them thinking EVE Online, the anime spaceship game. We mm. want them thinking EVE Online, spaceships <laughs> are serious business. Okay. Well, here's, here's what I'm going to say. Fair. Here's what I'm going to say about that. Two things. One, reasonable concerns to have, Mr. CCP. However, two things about that. Number one. With regards to worldwide shipping, I can ship things right now anywhere in the world. I, it, I don't have to do anything to do it. I, if somebody goes to my, my website right now, I, I use Printful. They're a print-on-demand shop. Anywhere in the world. You can go anywhere in the world. And if you, you know, want one of our shirts, you, you type it in, do whatever you got to do. It will send it to you. I mean, I've got stuff sent to guys in Germany. I've got stuff got sent to guys in, you know... We had one shirt go uh, shipped to Japan. Like we have had stuff go all over the world, right? This, 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 this is not, I mean, in the year of our Lord, 2022, this is not an infeasible thing. It requires a little bit of setup, but it is not hard, right? As far as the second thing, this is really dumb. Like that's really dumb. I don't believe, like, I understand that CCP is trying to make a, a dark future space simulator with danger and darkness and all manner of crooked folk out here in the vastness of space. <coughs> That's dumb, right? You can't, and this is another thing. I mean, I've, I have repeated this probably six or seven different times on different shows, but this, like, ha. Huh. You're the biggest, most influential group in your game is called Goon Swarm, and they fly a flag with a fat little bee on it, and you're telling me that's part of a, a deep, dark uh, ecosystem of darkness and despair. Like, I don't buy it for a second, right? Like, yeah, you know, you're trying to maintain an aesthetic with you know, the way the structures are set up, whatever, that's fine. The art design for space is great. But the idea that you you would have a universe where people have not figured out how to put pink paint on a ship is buck goddamn wild. I fully do not buy it. Like I if if that if there was if like I and I I agree with you that there probably was an art director at some point in the past who made that comment and I'm telling you right now they were wrong. And they've already walked it back, too, because they did a Doctor Who event. They have done the thing. They have jumped the shark. Like, you can't pretend that bright colors don't exist in your dark space universe while also having fucking Daleks or whatever, you know, I don't watch Doctor Who, whatever Doctor Who adjacent paraphernalia are floating around in space. Like, the two things aren't the same.
So now that we've already now that we've we have already covered the issue. Well, I mean, but hang on, you made my point with the Doctor Who event. How many players reacted to the Doctor Who event and were like, "This isn't my Eve Online." Artemis, I got bad news for you. It wasn't the skins that they were not happy about. Exactly. It was, it was the brand direction. It was like you're diluting my Eve Online serious spaceship right. game with this Doctor Who nonsense. The Doctor Who nonsense is a problem. The aesthetic was fine. People still, I mean, people will buy the scarf, the jacket, the, the, I don't know if he wears a funny hat. I, again, I don't watch Doctor Who. The skins, people still buy the skins. The skins are hard to get. Like, I have that skin. It's a great skin. Like, those, those aspects of that are the things people liked. What they didn't like was marketing or was the inclusion of a, a brand from our world into that universe. In a in, in a way that felt disjointed, it was not the aesthetics of it. It was the 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 fundamental. It was the core of the property, right? So what I'm saying, you can introduce things to your game that are you know outside of your dark grungy space brand. What I'm saying is that you can do things like introduce bright skins. Or introduce you know funny outfits for characters while still maintaining consistent design of the space that those games are in or those play those interactions between players occur in. Like I'm not expecting the interior of stations to change too much. I think station skins would be cool. I would like to see that. I know that's coming with the what's the name of that that update they've they've been talking about a heraldry right? Yeah. They're they they're talking about that. That looking forward to. It's gonna be great. But you know the, the 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 backdrop of Eve is not going to change. The idea that the, in in there's a future where people have not figured out how to put cat ears on top of their heads is kind of nuts. And CCP, you will make so much money. I I don't know how to tell you that. And if it's if it's that much of an issue for the people who are core gamers who don't want to see this kind of degenerate trash in their games, then put a toggle on like. That that just toggles everybody back to the default, you know, the default apparel, right? Like, you can have both things, and if you have these things, you will make so much money. People will buy, people will spend thirty, forty dollars on cat ears. I promise you, these people are fucking insane. They're out of their minds. They will spend. Unnecessary amount of money on the the stupidest thing that no one will ever see, but it makes them happy. So do that, do that, and and don't increase the sub cost. You can have you can have your cake and eat it too. It's not that hard. The the only thing <laughs> I want to add for the I know for the merchandise, I know the big ones licensing because they own if the you. License. Well, the thing is, is if you use third parties, you're essentially giving that license to the third party. And many, so like when you sign up for like Redbubble or whatever default heck and crap it is, they essentially say, hey, yes, please, please give us this. And now we have full rights to just print it on whatever we want and give it to whoever we want. I, so that that's, I think, the big issue that CCP has to go through all this manual contract work, which I can see why it delays them, but they should still have more options and cheaper shipping. I I, I do not know the the... the specifics around the corporate concerns with regards to merchandising. However, I can tell you right now that I, at least in, in my very small bubble of influence, I have not had to sign away any of our design. 
Now, that might change on a corporate scale. It, it's it, I, I you're you're right that you know that is that is a possibility. However, I still maintain that they can do more or should be able to do more with regards to putting physical content into the hands of people who want that physical content than they're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. There was a question in chat around, there was somebody named Mute, and they wanted a question about Blue Loot, but I forgot what it was, and it scrolled so fast. Oh, yeah. They were asking for more interesting loot drops, not just boring Blue Loot. I, so here's the, because people have asked me about Blue Loot over the last couple of weeks, because, or weeks, months, because the concern, right, is always that we are going to, like, wormholers are concerned about the idea of having blue loot. And, you know, that's, that, that, you know, it is easy to see that as, like, the thing that, you know, as the thing that needs to be nerfed because blue loot is so valuable and it's, you, you really can make a ton of money in J space. I think you should be able to make a ton of money in J space. I'm going to say that straight up. I know a lot, I, there are probably going to be people who are mad that I say that, but like you should be able to make a ton of money in J space. It's extremely dangerous. You have the, 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 you don't have the same kind of asset safety that you do elsewhere. Like the money should be good. That's just bar none. Money should be good. However, I agree that I wish there were better or at least more diverse loot drops in J space than just blue loot. I wish there were other ways to make money. And if we ever want to get to the point of, you know, talking about rolling back some of the blue loot that, that gets generated from, from J space that cannot be done unless we have for sure, like well-established other paths to make that money. Because right now it is the only money we have. We have no other options, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, that's that's kind of where I'm at about it. Like, we, 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 I would like to see some variation there, but we can't have that variation happening until, man, until we know for a fact that there's going to be a suitable replacement because, like, just pulling out blue loot right now would be the thing that kills wormholes. They would just, they would not come back. Yeah. There's some confusion in chat about like, do wormholes already not make a lot of isk? And I think the the point that Mark was making was that they currently make a lot of isk and nerfing that would be extremely detrimental. Yeah. I mean, I I think, yes, wormholes currently, you can make a ton of money in JSpace right now. There are, I mean, if you look at the, I'm looking at what you've got pulled up right now. Especially everything above like abyssal cruisers, like those are all things that are not that hard to do. You know, it, they require some investment for sure. You know, especially with with when you talk about dread sites, because you're not just talking about the dreads themselves. You're talking about anchoring a fort and stocking it with defense ships, and you know there there is other aspects to it. So the upfront cost is high, right? But you can make a ton of money. I mean, I have I have a farm we can make a ton of money if we're running our farm sites. However, you know, at any moment, if somebody comes over and with a big enough fleet and knocks all of our shit down, that's it. We don't, it doesn't go to some low sex system. It's just gone. Right. Now we could, you know, you can stick some stuff in, in a freighter 
and you know and and have that stuff be safe but you know you can't stick in a freighter you can't stick caps in a freighter that just ain't gonna do it so i think j space should be the place where you know the loot is worth more than other regions of space because of the the increased risk to those assets and if they were to come through and and try and nerf that right now that would be the death knell for my area of space not only would i mean <laughs> yeah that would be bad that is you want to talk about things i'm i'm afraid of i'm afraid of getting onto the C, the the csm and then a dev sits me down and be like yeah so we're going to kill we're going to we're going to nerf blue loot that's going to be our first thing we're going to do that i would i they would run me out of j space if they thought i had anything to do with that and i want to be clear if that ever happens, I had nothing to do with it because that is it is the the worst possible idea for the game in the state that it's in currently. It absolutely, is the worst possible idea, at least for J Space. It's less relevant for other regions, but for us, it'd be very, 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 very bad. All right, that's good to know. Yeah, I yeah, because as somebody, I, I'm not really familiar with Lulu. I go to wormholes to maybe steal relic sites or something like that. Hmm. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I um, yeah. So somebody is yelling in chat, Mister Dinosaur is. I would like to have blue loot to have meaning rather than have no input in the economy other than inflation. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. Blue loot is just a. It's a. It, it is. I don't know. It's a money faucet. It doesn't. It doesn't have any other. There's no. It doesn't contribute anything else to the game, right? It just. It. It, it is a thing that is worth a something, and when you trade it for money. And that that is it. Like I guess the isk uh, okay. that's connected to that faucet is just like how expensive wormhole doctrines tend to be. Like we're not flying Feroxes and J space. We're, you know, people are undocking Paladin fleets and undocking you know these heavy you know command ship fleets that you know the ships and the pods can cost upwards of three billion isk. Like it is not exciting money, but it is just money. That's all it is right now. So, so yeah. I think blue like is the, essentially like the bounty ticks. Is that essentially what it is? With like no, extra steps? I mean, yeah, it's bounty ticks that you have to go sell, right? Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's ESS, right? It's ESS, it's ESS tokens. You know, you, you go to a place in the ESS. Well, it's not ESS tokens because it's more like bounty ticks. Yeah, it's definitely like bounty ticks. It's bounty ticks that generate ESS tokens didn't have to go sell you know what i mean i think a a good point of comparison of like where it's done well is abyssal loot where you have your red loot which is similar to blue loot right now that's a a core amount of money but then you also have manufacturing components that are used in highly valued ships like all the triglavian ships so if we had new sleeper ships that were introduced and so you have manufacturing components from them i think that's more like mute is asking for yeah i and i agree with that i i well I think that they're, you know, without sitting down and considering too much yet what other function Blue Loot could serve, I would say that putting it into, how do I say this? Giving it dual value, right? So that you can you can sell it or you can use it for a thing is perhaps the way to go with but I, like again I, I i you know i don't want to talk too much or even consider talking too much about things we could do with blue loot until we know for a fact that there are going to be other like 
Are we going to get increased gas lights? Are we going to get our moons back? Are we going to see, you know, any kind of of relevant mining return to J space? Because until those things happen, we can't talk about blue loot because it's the only thing keeping us hanging on. Like we are we 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 are fully dependent on blue loot being a consistent, you know, valuable form of currency. And the moment the blue loot dries up, we're done. That'll be the end of J-Space. Okay, I got you. Mm. And some people might get excited about that. And some people don't think we live out here. But those people are wrong and cowards and should go home and and cry. That's what I think. That's what I think about you. Go home and cry. <laughs> Not you, Lynn. You're lovely. I know. I know. And you're just smack talking <laughs> chat. A little yeah, a little bit. So I, I think that was most of Chad's questions. Then I think mm. as well as for myself and Artemis, unless Artemis had anything further. No, it's been wonderful chatting with you. Yeah, yeah. man, this, this is fun. I, uh, yeah. Pretty cool. I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure people eventually get sick and tired of hearing me go on and on and on about things, but I feel real strongly about J-Space. I'm really excited and I, and I want to say too, just for everybody, for for everybody who is who is potentially listening, if you had me on your ballot, you know, thank you sincerely. We we uh, put a lot of work into this campaign. We we were you know we have a vision. We we would like to see some of that vision come to fruition, but we cannot you know even hope to make that a possibility until. We we got to this point, and the fact that you all you know put your put your trust in me to make this happen was huge, and and I and I sincerely cannot thank you enough. You know we're we're excited, we are getting ready to get to work. You know we we have a lot of stuff spooling up now. In the meantime, if you guys want to get in touch with me, if you if you're one of the little wormholers out there who wants to talk to your CSM, well boy howdy, you have a CSM to talk to now. You can contact me on Discord. I'm there basically all the time. I have a ton of unread messages right now, so I I I I, I will try to get to your message as quickly as possible. I still have a bunch to sort through, but you can find me there at DJ Cactus with K's instead of C. So it's DJ K K T U S hashtag zero 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 one. That's DJ Cactus hashtag zero 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 one. You can find me in game. Obviously, I'll respond to emails all day long for sure. And also, you can email me at executor at turbofeederglory.com. No one ever emails me, which is, you know, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. But that email address is there. If you want to send me an email address, I'll type it in the chat for you here real quick. Detour at turbofeederglory.com. It's my email address. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to work with the other CSMs. I'm excited to work with you guys. I I don't think we're at the point now where the game is too far gone. Maybe that is naive to think. Maybe maybe we're already on our last legs and we just don't know it yet. And, you know, I I'll be horrified by what I see after the you know, I sign that NDA, but at least for right now I'm maintaining the bare minimum of enthusiasm to get through the day. So, I appreciate all of your trust and your your kind words, and I'm looking forward to getting to work. Alrighty, thank you so much, Mark, for for joining us and talking. You do 
say you do re- really well and I kind of jokingly called the show Mark and Stations because we couldn't <laughs> hear Artemis earlier. Yeah. And then and then thank you Artemis for for running everything behind the scenes asking a couple of questions. I I think Mark those were your final thoughts. I don't yeah. have Yeah, I I don't have anything further. I was going to talk about Eve New Orleans, but we can save that for another week when we don't have a lot to talk about. It was a lot of fun. I got sick per usual, classic me. Artemis is sick. Sadly, Artemis did not go. But thank you, everyone. I appreciate it. Thank you to all in in chat. And I'll let Artemis take us out. I mean, my my final thoughts would be that there is the Galente Federation Day, which is happening. So there is stuff in game for you to go do. Log in, get your dailies, all that jazz. Don't forget. But also, thank you to chat. Y'all have been wonderful today, in spite of the sickly hosts. But then, of course, we had Mark here to entertain you, so that was nice. (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate being here, and uh, I look forward to when we do this next time.